Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. As a busy person, making time for my family can sometimes feel like an impossible task. I'm John Fuller, along with Erin Smalley. Uh, she and her husband, Greg, run our marriage team. And uh, we're doing something a bit different this month. We're going to just spotlight Erin in the studio this month. And uh, we're going to begin this episode by hearing a part of a conversation Jim and Jean Daly had with Pastor Levi Lesko and his wife, Jenny. Levi is the lead pastor of Fresh Life Church. It's a multi-site church based in Montana with a number of campuses and lots and lots of people in the congregation. Here now, uh, they discuss why it's important to invest in your family. Jesus is at a wedding, and that should right there arrest our attention. He's got three and a half years to Mm -hmm. save the world. What's he doing at a wedding? But the answer is, in the text, it says Jesus was invited. So here's the question. If Jesus isn't in your home, it's not because he doesn't want to be there. It's because perhaps Mm. you didn't invite him in. Every bride and groom have the choice to invite Jesus into their wedding, invite him into the marriage. He'll come into your home if you invite him. So he's there. Mm. His mom says, hey, they're out of wine. He tells the servants, uh, go get that, uh, those six tubs, basically giant stone Mm -hmm. pots, fill them up with water. And once the water's filled up, draw some out and give it to the master of the feast. And it was when they brought the water to the master of the feast that the miracle happened and it turned into wine. Now, the text says the servants filled the pots up to the brim. Those three words in that passage give us the approach for our relationships God wants us to take. Mm -hmm. Because they only got as much wine as they had the faith to put water in. They were 20 to 30 gallons a piece, and there were six of them. So they got 125 to 150 gallons worth of wine because they filled the pots up to the brim. Now, they had no guarantee while they were pouring that was working. They didn't have a hose either. Mm -mm. They're going to the well, bucket at a time, perspiring. You know, what in the heck? What are we even doing? And they could have easily said, oh, that's enough. Let's go bring some to the master. Then that's exactly as much wine as they would have gotten. But because they they had the faith to do something that didn't seem like it was working, that eventually this to-the-brim mentality led to them having a lot of wine. We think a lot of marriages have a barely enough mentality. They treat it like, you know, we do our iPhone or our gas tank where it's like always kind of on red line. You know what I mean? And we don't get gas until some of you have that little thing that tells you distance till empty. And you go, I just did that yesterday. I don't need to get gas. I got 13 miles left. I'm fine. (laughs) And that was the exact mileage I had left. (laughs) Exactly. You're like, because that's the point at which it kicks over and says, hey, moron, get gas. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I'm like, no way. It's like a game. How close can I get to the edge? But a lot of marriages are doing that not taking that date night or that weekend away or that marriage counseling until it's in crisis mode, as opposed to a to the brim. You're going to have as much uh, in your marriage as you're willing to put into it. So I think like that miracle, we should fill our marriages up to the brim. That is good. That is great insight. And you just mentioned date nights, weekend getaways, and um, what else? Do you recommend Am for I in trouble? busy? <laughs> no, but busy. Everyone's busy. Right. A lot of us have kids. What are some practical ways to spend time together to build up that kind of love bank? Yeah, well, we've heard it said um, 15 minutes a day, one night a week, one day a month, one weekend a year is not like, oh, you have to do this and you're getting it wrong. But like, is it just a good rule of thumb that you can, I mean, that seems doable. Like, okay, 15 minutes a day. 
not on your phone, not on your phone, but talking. just like, Check hey, how are you doing? Just Using that words. quick, mm-hmm. yeah. um, one night a week, a date night where you're setting a time to do what each other loves. Hey, whether and when we were first married, our date nights were a trip to Costco. You know that dollar forty-four hot dog and a coke. You know, and on the bad nights, it was just samples, honey. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> you know, but romance can work on any budget. And, you know, this, this year we just hit 15 years and we went to Napa and went to a Michelin-rated restaurant, had the best night ever. But you know what? That's not where it started. Mm-hmm. And we didn't wait to put that tradition in place till we could afford the finer things because uh, you have to choose just like generosity. It's like you don't start tithing when you have a million dollars because you'll be just as generous with 100 as you would be a million. So you begin those things now and we put those things into place, like you said, the time bank, which uh, I would say in addition to the spiritual disciplines, church attendance, small group participation, serving, those sorts of things that are going to give your uh, relationship a rock foundation and not a sand foundation. Let me ask you this. Uh, Sometimes people can feel overcommitted, especially people with great intentions that want to serve in that way. And then really the relationship takes the shortest end of the stick. Mm. How do you maintain a healthy perspective with that? You're a pastor, so you're relying on these people too. Yep. Well, I think when it comes to time, one of the mistakes we make is we say to ourselves lies like that we believe, like, I don't have enough time. I'm too busy. I don't have enough time. But the reality is you have the exact same amount of time as every human being that's ever lived, mm-hmm. 168 hours every single week. That's how much time Abraham Lincoln had, Gandhi had, Steve Jobs had. You can't uh, find time for the important things. You make time. So I heard it said once, if you grow your no, God will bless your Yes. So it's what you say no to just as much as what you say yes to. And when we put those important things on the calendar, we, at the beginning of a year, put out our camping trip, our vacation, you know, those sorts of things are set in stone. And then when other opportunities come up, and let me tell you, they come up. I'll get asked, hey, come to this. And it's like, nope, I'm going to be there at my daughter's first day of school. I got asked to speak to 10,000 people and on the day of my daughter's first day of school. And I said, "Um, I'll be taking my daughter to school. And he said, we'll pay you this much. And I said, and guess what? I'll be at my daughter's school that day. That's great. And so there's nothing in the world that you, you can't get that back. You, you can get more money. That's right. Yeah. You can get more opportunity. You can get more Instagram followers. You don't get more time with your kids. You don't get more time with your spouse. Well, you know, I appreciate this so much about Levi because for me, I have more of the, I want to, I don't like conflict and I want to please people and I want to do all the things. And I'm very used to just saying yes all the time. And I've learned that it's actually so good to be able to say no and to say yes to the things that are the most important. Um, And so many people will be like, oh, you guys are so busy. How do you make this happen? It's like, well, when you put the first things first and you just let the other things either fall into place or not do them, then it really isn't. It really isn't that hard, but you do have to fight for it. And you have to prioritize, which is what you're saying. you got to know what's important. Well, Aaron, uh, you and Greg have discussed a number of times how you have to be intentional for time with each other. So I don't know, you know, during the course of the years I've known you all, I'm not sure if you've ever been busier than now. So how do you make it happen? Well, we just returned last night from 10 days at Forest Home Family Camp. And let me tell you, we had a lot of together time and it was it was great, but it was intentional time and really building into especially Annie and being being away from work and counseling and life out of the house, somebody cooking the meals, 10 days. It was some great time. And in those 10 days, did you and Greg have time as a couple? Because 
in a family camp setting, especially when you're speaking, there's just lots going on. So was it a plus for you or was it a, whoopsies, we didn't get the time we needed? Well, I will say, John, that we spoke every day together. And of course, you know what, how much we love speaking together and how good that is for our connection. So we had that time as well as the kids would go off to their stuff. And so we would have that time as well. But I will say we sat on the beach for a couple of days before we came back after family camp. And every single day he would look at me and he'd say, hey, let's go for a walk. Uh, and so we'd go walk on the beach yeah. and just talk and check in and what what's going on for you right now? What are you feeling? What, you know, what, just checking in. Yeah. I, I think if we keep our expectations about what checking in and what together time looks like, that's a, a big step toward um, mm-hmm. that intentionality. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to sound boastful, but I made a decision to not go to a Rockies baseball game with a friend because I was scheduled to be in a car with my wife at that time um, oh. on, a, on a business uh, meeting trip up in Denver. So I was going to be in Denver the day of the game. Ah, that's a hard one, And though. it's like Rockies? I could make her drive up separately and I could go to the game but no, I'm I'm going to say no to that opportunity with a friend mm-hmm. because if I don't make the time for Dina, mm-hmm. it doesn't happen. Yes. We just we just have to make the time and if it's on the calendar, it's just easier mm-hmm. to let that time happen. I will say a couple of weeks ago, we woke up on a Saturday morning and we realized that well, we knew Annie was at a, a sleepover. <laughs> we suddenly realized she's suddenly gone. Suddenly realized she wasn't around. <laughs> but it and I was supposed to go for the walk for life, which is a good thing. You know, the pregnancy center here locally was doing this big walk and I had committed to go to it, but I found myself just going, okay, how often do I get alone time? Just Greg and I often having just one left at home. I feel like we have a marriage of three sometimes. Mm -hmm. And it was an opportunity just to sit across from him at breakfast. So I texted my friend. I said, I'm so sorry, but I really need to take this opportunity because we're heading to family camp where it's a lot of family time, 10 days of that. And I really need to connect with my husband. See, this is the power of saying no to some opportunities and we have to have permission to say no, don't we? Yes. And I've, I've gotten better as I've aged with saying no, (laughs) that it's okay. As long as you communicate and you let the person know this is what's going on. This is why I am not going to show up at this walk for life. I want to, and I'm still going to donate, but I have got to have this time with my husband. And I will tell you, John, we went to breakfast and it was the sweetest conversation Mm. I think that we've had in probably six months. And I'm so glad I didn't miss out on that. Yeah. Well, that's uh, take Aaron's uh, story to heart and and build in some time, say no to something that Mm -hmm. might be good, but an enemy of better, especially when it comes to your marriage. And uh, Aaron and Greg have written a great book that'll encourage you in this way. It's called Crazy Little Thing Called Marriage. And we're making that available to you when you support the ministry of Focus on the Family. Make a monthly pledge or one-time gift of any amount today, and we'll send that to you. It's a wonderful resource for any couple at any stage of marriage. And we'll have the details for getting a copy in the episode notes. We'd also love for you to take our free online marriage assessment. Uh, So many people have benefited from this. Uh, Why don't you take the five or ten minutes uh, to do that and then to have some talk time with your spouse about the answers that you find. Um, Levi and Jenny are going to be here next time. And uh, on behalf of Greg and Aaron and the entire team here, thanks for joining us for the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.